Hey there, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Thanks for joining me on the Chaos to Calm podcast, a podcast designed for women over 40 who think that changing hormones might be messing with their mood, metabolism, and energy, and want to change that in a healthy, sustainable, and permanent way. Each episode will explore topics related to health and wellness for women in their 40s, like what the heck is happening to your hormones, what to do about it with nutrition, lifestyle and stress management and inspiring conversations with guests sharing their insights and tips on how to live your best life in your 40s and beyond. So if you're feeling like you're in the midst of a hormonal storm and don't want perimenopause to be horrific, then join me on Chaos to Calm as I share with you how to make it to menopause without it wrecking your relationships and life. Hello and welcome to Chaos to Calm podcast. I am your host, Sarah McLaughlin. Joining me today for episode 31 is Wendy Milligan, and we're going to be talking all about lipedema. Now, if you have watched my free masterclass, you might already know Wendy's name because she is the most amazing naturopathic detective who works with me in the Chaos to Calm method, helping women over 40 master the chaos of their changing mood, metabolism, and energy that comes in perimenopause so they can feel calmer and more in control, less stressed and more comfortable in their clothes and body uh, again. So without any further delay, let's dive into the topic of lipedema with Wendy. So welcome, Wendy. Thanks again for joining us here today. Your journey has given you firsthand experience with lipedema, which is what we're here talking about today. Mm. Can you tell our listeners a bit more about what lipedema is and and how it tends to appear or manifest in women? Yeah, so it's a buildup of uh, subcutaneous adipose tissue or fat, and it mainly forms on the legs and arms. So it's a different type of fat to normal obesity fat. It feels different. It looks different. The one thing we don't know about is exactly why it happens, but it seems to happen more around those kind of hormonal um, challenging times in, in women's lives. It's mostly affecting women only. Very few men have it. Mm-hmm. But I actually have had a male client who was diagnosed with it. So it does, ha- it does happen in, in men, but it mostly affects women. Okay. And so how when you said before that it feels different to, you know, regular fat, is it harder or like what what makes it different? It can be hard and it becomes fibrotic, but you can you can feel under the skin sort of little lumps, little um they can be like the size of a piece of rice or up to like a, a bean sort of size, some grow um even bigger. And it just the actual texture feels a bit different as well. I don't notice it because I've only ever had my skin, but I mm-hmm. I have a manual lymphatic um, drainage therapist and she says she can tell by the, just the texture of the skin whether someone has lipedema, you know, and the, and the yeah. lumpy bits beneath. Okay. So it might come up for someone, say, if they're thinking, oh, I, I need to lose weight or they want to lose weight, they're not happy with the shape or, or size of their body. Does it come... It, doesn't come away though like a regular fat loss or no no you can't lose it it's and that's often when people find it like you know especially well I find it mostly because I work like you in menopause that women will 
you know, go on diets, lose their weight, but they've still got these really, you know, larger legs or arms and they nothing mm-hmm. they do will fix it. And they, you can't lose it naturally. There is um, a liposuction technique that is used, but it's very expensive and, you know, not it's not available for everyone. Mm. And, you, yeah, you just can't lose it by natural dieting or exercise. That's never going to do it. Yeah. And is that how it came up for you or is that how you first learned that you had lipedema was through your own weight loss journey? Yeah, partly. And and just the pain. I was in a lot of pain in my legs, bruising, and I started seeing more lipedema clients in clinic. Mm-hmm. And when I was looking at their legs, I was thinking, oh, that's what I've got. Mm. And so then I, that was that sort of started my journey. So they were diagnosed already? Yes. Yeah. And is it something, you know, like often for women, say, struggling with endometriosis or something like that, it can take 10 years to get diagnosed. Is lipedema like that? Does it take us a long time to get diagnosed? Yes, because a lot of GPs don't know it. They don't know what the condition is. They might mistakenly diagnose it as lymphedema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or they just fat shame women which is just appalling and Mm. just tell them you know here's a diet pill or exercise more eat less yeah that's not going to work you know sometimes I see women coming who are eating virtually nothing Mm. and they're going why can't I lose this weight yeah yeah well we both know that eating less and moving more isn't the (laughs) it's not the the solution for weight loss especially in perimenopause and menopause but Mm -hmm. definitely not from what you're saying with with lipedema there so sometimes it gets confused with lymphedema which is the swelling in in your lymph glands but lipedema doesn't necessarily happen just around your lymph nodes or lymph glands does it can it be anywhere on the body or does it tend to form more in one place or yeah so lymphedema can occur in a whole limb but it's generally not bilateral It'll affect one limb or the other. It can affect both, mm-hmm. but it also has a different picture in that, say, for example, like me, I have lymphedema in my arm. My whole arm swells, mm-hmm. including my, my hand and fingers, not as much as the rest of my arm, and I've got slight lymphedema on one of my legs. But with lymphedema, it's bilateral, so it happens evenly, mostly evenly on both sides, mm-hmm. and it happens around the hips, the thighs, sometimes the lower legs. Um, it doesn't affect the hands and feet. So while someone might come in with, you know, really obvious lymph- lymphedema in their f- their legs, they may still have lipedema as well. Mm. But if their feet are involved, you know that that main presentation there is, is affecting the lymph system, mm-hmm. not just the buildup of fat. Mm. So it can be a quite complex thing to diagnose and as you were saying, and sometimes the two can go together as yeah. well, which I guess yeah. adds another layer of complexity or yeah. contributes to it being a delay in diagnosis or resolution, I suppose, mm-hmm. as well. So you mentioned before that one of the solutions is is liposuction. Do people tend to get prescribed or and you, you mentioned often weight loss medications or things like that are tried, but that's not going to resolve that underlying issue. Are there any other medications or things that people will get prescribed or is it just something that is going to get 
worse over time? If it's left untreated, it more than likely will um, progress. Just from my own journey, I didn't do anything about it for years and I probably had this, probably had it since I had went into menopause mm-hmm. um, unexpectedly after I had to have a hysterectomy and my ovaries removed. Mm. So I was scared. I was putting on weight then. I just assumed it was because I was in menopause. Yeah. But the pit that when I look back now, the the way my skin was acting, you know, because it was getting all dimpled and I was bruising. I probably had it back then, but I didn't do anything about it because I didn't know. Yeah. And then when I realized that that's what I had, I started to use, you know, management techniques. I wear compression. I try to have an anti-inflammatory diet. You know, there's things like that. I. I've just been um, doing a lot more research recently about supplements that are really effective, you know, make sure you've got adequate selenium levels and vitamin D, you know, all the things that we think about anyway um, yeah. in our work. Mm. You know, using herbs as well, like butcher's broom and things like that, there's some really good research around that now too. So, Oh, that's exciting. Research on herbs is always exciting, isn't it? It doesn't happen so often. Exactly. Yeah. So there's not, you know, I mean, because we don't know, have a definitive reason how it, how it starts, it's mm. difficult then to know which way to go. Like there's some, there's a couple of doctors who've released some new studies this year and they they call it a, um, what do they call it? A subclinical chronic compartment syndrome. Oh, right. Like, you know, in your legs, there's like, you have so different compartments. like where Almost like it's fascia related then. They, rec- they think it is. Yeah, wow, and, how interesting. Yeah, exactly. And it's a way that the, um, it's not really lymphatic system. Mm. It's more the way the vascular system works. Mm. So I that was a bit exciting. So I'm going to be doing a bit more research around You're that. You're going to go down the rabbit hole there for that. You'll have to come back and give us an update another time <laughs> then. So that's really interesting as well. So yeah, not knowing the under like the underlying driver or it makes it difficult to address, but there are still things people can do. And it sounds like for lots of people they might get it confused with say cellulite or something like that. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's fit, yeah. And yeah. and that can delay your diagnosis there as well. So yeah, it'd be good if they can more about. It. I think there's so much research going on with the fascia at the moment. It's really interesting in how it impacts lots of different conditions. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see more about it come in the future there as mm. well. Um, so we've talked about how it might get confused with regular weight gain and and definitely moving into perimenopause and then postmenopause would definitely be confusing. Or people would just write it off as, oh, well, I'm just gaining weight because menopause. And you've touched on a couple of the, the differentiating factors. How, what would they be feeling? You mentioned bruising before. If that comes up, it's sort of indicating maybe lipedema and the texture of it or the, the patterning of it and the locations. Are there any other? symptoms or oh you've touched on pain can you tell us a bit more about the quality of the pain or how it would feel for someone yeah it is um it's it is quite painful at times um I've recently just had a bit of a flare and I the pains in my calf muscles and around my knees have been you know quite intense and then you get a bit more swelling as well because it everything's so inflamed Mm. um but some people don't have any pain but 
most people that I've spoken to anyway report some pain. And some people have it constantly and others have it, you know, periodically. It's it's so variable how it how it affects people. Mm. And again, not knowing why makes it difficult to predict it, doesn't it, as well? And Mm. so when it does come up, is it more likely to be, say, like a consistent dull kind of pain or is it more like sharp or does that vary as well for people? I'm just trying to think about how how my pain's been this last few weeks. It's been a dull pain but quite intense. So, like, you know, it's been impacting my my walking and I walk every day and it's been impacting that. Um, the knee pains, you know, I think a lot of women have knee pain that have lymphedema, mm. you know, bending, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Like I can't, couldn't squat down on my, you know, haunches or anything like that. That's just a no-no now. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of people that have issues with their knees. Mm-hmm. One lady I was talking to a couple of weeks ago, she she said that for her it feels like almost like her legs are on fire. They're not mm-hmm. hot to touch or anything, but it's the kind of, how she could describe the pain that was happening in her legs at that time. And, again, that would be something you might write off as flushes or something like that as well. Potentially, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think it's, it's unfortunate that it just takes has so many, you know, it affects people in different ways. Yeah, which, again, contributes to making it harder to get it diagnosed because it's yeah. not that consistent pattern. Exactly. Um, for people. But, you know, um, I just try and encourage people to try and lose as much of the, you know, obesity fat as possible and then you can yes. see what's what what le- was left, to, you know, to deal with. So, mm. you, you know, try compression and that can help with the pain as well. Yeah. So staying connected with a health professional, perhaps who knows something about lipedema as well is, is good or start the conversation with your GP and, if there's that stubborn weight or you can't lose it and it fits in with those patterns that you've talked about in terms of the texture and and where it is on the body and pain and bruising, they're all things to start considering. I think it's important to remind people not to self-diagnose but to, exactly. to talk with a health professional about it. And you've mentioned that there is you know, anti-inflammatory diet has helped you and, and you use your personalised nutrition plan, which is what our clients all get because it's naturally yeah. anti-inflammatory for them exactly. as well. Yeah. You've talked about some of the things that you did in terms of nutrients and herbs or nutrient levels. Again, they're all things that we test with our clients, but mm-hmm. encouraging people to do that as well regularly, particularly vitamin D, which can be tricky to get Medicare subsidised, but um, you can always request yourself or pay for to get it updated because we know how important it is for so Mm. many aspects of health is there anything else that you want to tell us about lipedema that we haven't talked about there today we've covered quite a bit of ground there and how tricky it can be to get diagnosed as well I think some of the other things that people can think about is there are other associated things like a lot of women have uh, the hypermobile so um, EDS yes Thyroid dysfunction, actually, because T3 is, you know, it regulates the formation of new adipocytes and the formation of triglycerides, those kinds of things. So, right, you know, we've, we've got to make sure that the thyroid's functioning properly, which is, you know, often can see issues in um, perimenopausal women anyway. Mm-hmm. Make sure that we keep um, supporting the thyroid gland as well. So they might have a low T3. T3. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And higher triglycerides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. 
And the other thing is like there's a condition called Durkheim's disease, which a lot of, well, not, so, not a lot because it's a rare condition, but, you know, things like lipomas, those kinds of, you know, build up of fatty, fatty tumours, they're quite common in women with lipoedema mm-hmm. as well. So they're just a couple of other things that you can, um, you know, other things that might put you on that diagnosis path, you know, more mm. quickly. Mm. A lot of them also have um, holes in their heart. So if you're going to have the liposuction um, done, they'll always te- check for that. Okay. That's mm. really interesting. Uh, hopefully sometime soon there'll be research that puts it all together. Um, yeah. of why those things are connected in, in the way that they are or what genetically predisposes you to to forming lipedema there as well. And that gives us opportunity for something to do, yeah, something absolutely. else to do about it there as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really useful. Thank you so much, Wendy, for sharing your uh, knowledge and time with us today. I was going to add that in the show notes is the perimenopause uh, the blood test decoder so people can pop and download that and have a look at their blood tests and look at them from the optimal ranges rather than those normal ranges mm-hmm. and see where they're sitting and that gives them the opportunity to help with preventative care and get that back into balance and at least reduce maybe their risk of, of that developing but um, yeah, thank you so much for talking us through lipedema and what it might look like and and start that thought process for maybe some women who are having trouble losing weight or, or seeing a pattern to it and it that stubborn weight uh, gain there as well. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I think it's not something, like I was saying to you before we started recording, it wasn't something I'd really thought about or actually I don't remember learning about it at at uni when I was studying to be a naturopath. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to shine a light on something else that might be underlying what's going on so that people don't feel like, oh, well, it's just me and I'm no good at I can't lose weight or, you know, any of those negative self-talk and those criticisms that people might have of themselves because they are having trouble losing what they just think is regular and uh, you know you could be following all the you know the diet and eating well and exercising well and still have these stubborn Mm. you know areas of uh, fat well you know that the whole mindset around that is is huge and I often encourage people that you need that um, a team around you like people to help with the emotional support as well as the you know the physical challenges that are there because it can be it can be pretty hard to to deal with sometimes yeah absolutely and cuz you know we live in a society and the reality is that we're valued or women are valued mostly for their looks mm. and their body size and shape we're told it has to be a particular way to be acceptable and you know menopause can present enough of a challenge in terms of we're also you know moving from that phase of being valued for our reproductive capacity as well so it's already all those things coming up and then adding into having a body that doesn't fit into that norm is Mm. uh is difficult there and so yeah accepting it or loving it uh, and accepting that this is how it is can be really difficult so support team is crucial for sure so thank you so much wendy for your words of wisdom here today and uh if people want to contact you i'll drop your details into the show notes there as well so they can find you there if they want to talk more lipedema with you or work with you they can do that there great
It's really common for women over 40 to experience the chaos of changing hormones, mood, metabolism, and energy. But I hope you know now that common doesn't have to equal normal for you or them. You can help others understand they aren't alone in feeling this way and that perimenopause doesn't have to be horrific by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing this podcast with other women in their 40s and beyond. Thanks so much for listening and sharing your time with me today in this Chaos to Calm conversation.